Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into this live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. The show is about your calls. We go right into them. I had mentioned last night we were going to talk about our friend and super activist Lauren Canario. She's been arrested yet again. We'll give you the latest on that story hopefully tonight. Of course, your calls are primary. So we go to them and start with Nate in Hawaii on the amp line. Hello, Nate. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Sorry to hear about Lauren Canario. Um, I want to get your advice on uh, a subject. I homeschool. I have Excellent. two kids, nine and thirteen, a boy and a girl. Fine choice. Yes, I agree. Um, and to be honest, I didn't start with the principled uh, start. I just had really crappy public schools. So, but now that I've been listening to for well, about five years, I, I'm definitely on the uh, I don't want to uh, steal from people side. And that's what I wanted to call about. Is that you know that's. The, what I usually tell people is they say, well, you know, why would you homeschool? I say, well, I don't really want to participate in institutionalized theft. And that doesn't usually go over so well. No, I imagine it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Usually I get a response like, well, they're going to take the money anyway, and there's nothing you can do about it, so why would you not, you know, just take the money? And then you have to to explain that. It's a very long economics discussion, and I wanted to uh, see if you had a better... It's not just an Wait. economics thing. I mean, the fact is your uh, your child can get a better education being homeschooled beyond all the, the issues with the government taking money and then you getting some of it back through the government school system. I'd rather let them keep the damn money and be able to raise my kid in the way that I think is appropriate instead of having him being in, indoctrinated uh, by these state government bureaucrats. You know, I think that the uh, separation of uh, church and state uh, st- uh, church and state's a good thing, and I think the separation of school and state's a good thing. I don't see yeah. any reason why uh, children should be indoctrinated to believe that uh, everything that the government does is a good thing. I um, it, it, I find it very disturbing, but I you know I hesitate to use terms like. Um, you know, I I don't believe in stealing for when it comes to uh, you know sending my kid to public school. If a person came along, a big big hairy guy with a knife, took your wallet from you, and then he went out to the middle of the town and started passing out dollar bills, it wouldn't be wrong for you to go and get one of those dollar bills or ten of them or as many of them as you could, right? Yeah, I guess not. So he just stole the money, and so the government steals. The people benefiting from the institutionalized theft, which you're referring from there, they aren't thieves. They're people benefiting you know, from the you know, their welfare of stolen property. Yeah, they're, they're they're really not though, and and I don't think that any it's. <sighs> I don't think that uh, receiving stolen property necessarily should be a uh, you know a chargeable offense if you don't I wasn't really saying know. It should. Yeah, but I was just saying that's what that is. It is receiving well, yeah, that's stolen. That's not property. the way I'd come at it either. Is what I usually say is you know if the more people that take the money, then the more demand there is, and sure. you know it goes on from there. Right. One of the one of the reasons for public school is what about the poor people? They wouldn't get an education. Well, bull hockey. Um, the fact is, public schools are um, welfare for middle class and upper middle class people. Mm-hmm. That I'm forced to pay my property taxes to send kids to school that are driving there in Lexuses and brand new Chevys and Hondas. I drive a '94 Dodge Shadow. What about this poor person? You're taking all my money to send your damn middle-class brat to school. Yep, absolutely. So you'd come at it from just the idea that, you know, you don't support the government 
indoctrination of your kids. That and you know I do I, I do make it clear that it's you know that the government steals in order to uh, fund that uh, that that institution. If indeed the government education system is so great, then it should be uh, funded on a consensual basis. Right. If it was any good, people would uh, fund it in just that manner. But to... it's it, like you've said before, it's the hallmark of a bad idea if you have to threaten to take somebody's house away in order to fund it. Sure enough. What a bad idea. Anything else on your mind, Nate? No, that's it. Thanks, Thanks a lot. For the call Thank you, I appreciate it. Good luck with your conversation. 800-259-9231. Yep. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Actually, I actually have an email about homeschooling. Uh, might get to that, but first we continue with your calls. Alex in New Jersey, someone who's actually in one of the government indoctrination camps. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp line. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, before I start, I just want to, to let you know ahead of time that I don't want you to jump on me because I know you think 9-11 is a crackpot conspiracy. Um, I don't want you to look at what I'm about to tell you as what I believe in, but rather the principles of the free market and how, how it applies to freedom, okay? Okay. okay. So I don't know I what – I'm sorry, before you go on, just a point of clarification, I don't think anything is necessarily crackpot about 9-11. I think that there are a lot of stories out there. I don't know which one is true, and it doesn't matter to me which one is true. Go ahead. I was wearing a T-shirt from Infowars.com, mm-hmm. and it said 9-11 was an inside job on it, and that was on Thursday. And uh, the school called me down, and they said, oh, um, this shirt is not suitable for public school, mm. and uh, you got to take it off right now. Now, they had two administrators, and um, it, what they were trying to do was railroad me. They said, "Come on, time is of the essence. You got to go now. I need you to do this now." And he pulled, and he opened a dr- the guy opened a drawer. And uh, he had a bunch of shirts that I could put on. And um, I, said, I said to him up front, I said, look, I'm very sorry that I have to put you through this, but I'm afraid I cannot take off this shirt. And uh, it, they were playing the good cop, bad cop thing where the one guy would be nice, the other mm-hmm. guy would be mean. The, one, the, uh, the guy that was mean, we'll call him Scott, he started um, screaming at me saying, oh, this is a policy problem. I said, um, show me the form that I signed. And he said, I'll go down to guidance and get it right now. And I said, do it. And he was, and he was screaming at me. And remember, TDC. And so right, although no, no, just for our me. listeners that don't know, uh, you were you asked to sign a consent form before you started this particular school year, and apparently you are every year. This time you uh, wrote TDC next to your name, which you say stands for Threat, Duress, Coercion. I would have recommended actually spelling out something like under duress or all rights reserved, but that was your choice. Either way, this should be uh, kind of interesting to see where th- where this goes. Go ahead. Right. And uh, I have it recorded on a personal voice recorder from the principal saying to me before school started that I would be taken on, um, by the threat of force involuntarily against my will to this alternative placement school. He said that, mm-hmm. which is why I re- wrote PDC. But anyway... Going back to this, the um, they, they were, you know, the one guy was just screaming at me, and I was being very, you know, when he didn't give me respect, I didn't show respect back to him, and I didn't call him, you know, any names. I was just very upfront with him. Whereas with the other guy, he was showing me a lot of respect, and he knows that, you know, he knows how I feel about the market. So he was, he was very, he was a lot more empathetic about it. So I, so I just completely refused. I kept refusing. Um, and you know, I got screamed at, and it's all that's all recorded too. Oh, really? And, yeah, I have everything recorded, everything documented. Wow. So, um, did they know, you, know you were he, recording? 
What? Did they know that you were recording it? No. Uh, New Jersey is uh, one party. Oh, okay, good. You didn't have to tell them. Very good. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at the shirts, and, you know, there are, there are some really nice polos in there and stuff. And he said, look, it won't kill you to put it on, you know, for the rest of the day and then give me back the shirt. And uh, I was saying, yeah, but as a, matter, as a matter of principle, I don't want to do this. I explained to him how I'm here under threat to us coercion, and I was explaining to him, you know, wh- why I feel this way. And um, he said, all right, I'm just going to write you up for insubordination. <laughs> so at this time, Scott, the guy who was screaming at me, he left because he was just so angry. He was genuinely upset that he had to walk out of the room and just, like, walk around the building. Um, he was that upset, whereas the other guy, we'll call him Papa, um, he he went and he was very nice and respectful and he's like you know he was being very bureaucratic with the paperwork. He says, "All right, I have to do this," you know, and he he was so adamant about how he had to do it according to the rules and the paper and the how you know everything works with the paperwork and everything. Yeah, yeah, they've got to fill so out I their said, paperwork. I said, "Okay." Now the the the, the form, the the write up form, it would have been fifteen points and two central detentions, two hours each after school, and um, at the end of that, you I have to sign it, and <laughs> it, it got to the point where that happened, I wouldn't have signed it. So, he, and he was going to kick me out of school for the rest of the day too. So, so what he did was he we'll find out what happened form. here in moments. Hang on, Alex. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. What happens at government schools when the government students stop cooperating? That's what Alex has been experimenting with here. And it's not like his shirt said anything nasty no, on it. No, it wasn't any dirty word. It just said, you know, what on he the political statement. Yeah, it's free talk live. You take control. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, by the way. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Live streams are there. We've got a webcam, a broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, all totally free at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. If you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers, well, innerknobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using code FTL at checkout. That's internobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com, or, use, uh, or you see their banner at freetalklive.com. That's internobs.com. As we go back to Alex in New Jersey, he's one of our younger listeners, still uh, currently in government high school or the government indoctrination camp. And at the beginning of this year, when they asked you to sign, or demanded, I guess, that you signed their agreement agreeing to their little rule book, their school rules, you wrote TDC next to your signature, and you say that means threat, duress, coercion. You were called into the office this week because you were wearing uh, a, a T-shirt which had a political message on it. It was not profane. 
It was not about drugs or any of the typical things that you hear about uh, government school teacher bureaucrats getting upset about. They just didn't like the political message that was on there, demanding you. Uh, they demanded that you take it off. Uh, you refused to do so. One of the bureaucrats got so upset he had to storm out of the building. Another one said he was going to write you up for insubordination, and you're, you finished off your or you were you left off your story a moment ago, telling us that apparently when the bureaucrat finishes writing up his little report or referral or whatever it was, there's a space for your signature on it. So what happened next? Well, uh, he wrote it up and he, you know, slid it across the desk to me, and I didn't sign it. So uh, he called my mom, and uh, he was very respectful, and I was very respectful back to him. And I wasn't, you know, about to give him a hard time because it is civil disobedience, and you know, I have to treat him like a human too. So right, I, they're uh, just I doing their mom. jobs, right? And I, so you know, I understand that. I'm not trying to be an arrogant jerk. So I gave him, I, instead of having him go through the computer and all the, you know, look up the phone number, I, I just gave him my mom's cell. Mm-hmm. And uh, he called my mom at work, and uh, my mom started crying. And she started pleading with me to take to it off. your shirt. And uh, she said, if anything, do it for me. So mm-hmm. after thinking about that, you know, I, was, I, you know I, I didn't really want to upset my parents that sure. badly. You know, so, and especially at work, like if they were in a meeting or something, I don't want to you know, make them have to leave their meeting because of what I'm doing, right. because I think that's selfish. So I looked at the polos, and, um, you know, the, the papa said to me, uh, life is all about compromise. <laughs> and I said, okay, you want to compromise? I'm going to take this polo shirt, and instead of giving it back at the end of the day, you're going to let me keep it. How's that sound? And he was so desperate, he said yes. So I got a free. I got a free $30 polo T-shirt, <laughs> and uh, I didn't get written up, no 15 points, no really? central detention. He shredded it, and uh, I was very happy about that. I think that's but, interesting, um, and it's kind of uh, similar to some other related experiences, not necessarily from government indoctrination centers, but other interactions with government bureaucrats, wherein, for instance, uh, Sam down in Texas was asking a bunch of questions in their government court that they didn't want to hear, they didn't want to answer those questions, and eventually they just knocked down the fine uh, that he had to pay in, in hopes that he would actually pay it. So it's sort of the same kind of deal. You actually, by standing your ground, you got them to give their ground a little bit, and as you say, you ended up getting a t-shirt out of the entire deal very interesting so yeah and and so uh, you know one of the periods like period nine before i left school i got another pass and uh the pass this time was for the main office not the student affairs office so i went to the main office and um it was the principal of the school he asked me to sit into his office now what's interesting about the principal's office is that he's got a couch and a nice fancy light and mm-hmm. a big oak desk and all that other stuff, whereas the, the student affairs office is all like run down, and hmm. it's, it's kind of humorous to me. You might as well so, um, you uh, might as well enjoy that office while you're in there because you pay you're going to be paying for it all for the rest <laughs> of your life. You know these uh, the, the unions that run these schools, it, the wages aren't going down. They're not yeah. <laughs> they're not getting more competitive. These people want more and more of your money, and you'll you'll be paying for the rest of your life. So enjoy that office. So what uh, what was he calling you in for? Well, he he started screaming at me, and I have this recorded too. Really? He started screaming at me, saying that as the principal, as the principal of this building, he will ensure the safety of the students. I'm putting you on notice. The big thing he said: "You're a smart kid, but I will not have this arrogant disobedience." 
and stuff like that. You will cooperate. You will show respect. You will do this. When that administrator says that he wants you to do something, you will do it. Do you understand me? And stuff mm. like that. And I asked, am I dangerous? Do you think I'm dangerous? And he said, no, no. It was, it was really... Uh, it was really more him screaming at me and me just sitting there. And uh, I, he, he, uh, I had my agenda book, and the agenda book is where you write your pass and everything. And I had, I had my, you know, my favorite pen. I write a pass back to class. And uh, he took my pen and he signed it. And uh, I said, uh, can I have my pen back? And he goes, what pen? And so, you know, he, uh, he's like, oh, oh, sorry, this is your pen. Gives the pen back to me. So tried to take my pen, too. Wasn't too happy about that, well, but whatever. Good luck so, with your continued you know, travels, Alex. Appreciate the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, it's kind of an interesting place to be experimenting with uh, the disobeying of so-called authority figures, because what's the worst that could happen? I guess they could take him to, you know, extract him from that particular government school and put him in another government school. And I suppose if they really got fed up with him, maybe they could put him in some sort of juvenile detention center. I, I guess that's about the worst that could happen, oh, I, right? I can't, I can't imagine it going that far. I it's, it, would, it would really have to go pretty far to get to that point. So, very interesting. I don't really see the point. I mean, those bureaucrats are there to waste your time. Yeah. And interacting with them only wastes more of it. Well, you're there anyway. I mean, they're forcing you to be there X amount of hours out of the day. You might as well have a little bit of fun, play around inside the system to some extent. Maybe it's good. I think it'd probably be a good thing to help you in your interactive skills when it comes to bureaucrats, remembering to perhaps ask questions as opposed to answering questions, that sort of thing. Like, basically treat them like you would treat them, uh, basically treat them as though they were police. Uh, asking questions instead of answering them, that sort of thing. And it could give you some, some good experience at that. I mean, the fact is, the more practice you have at treating these people that way, then the the better off you're going to be when you become an adult. I, I don't know if you get a lot of uh, converts. I mean, you know, they, the bureaucrats themselves can be converted to... Uh you know, thinking about voluntary interactions instead of jamming their rules down people's throats all the time. And, well, they're uh, the ones that were trying to jam their rules down his throat. Understood. He was the one wearing a non-offensive or non-explicit T-shirt, and they were the ones that had a problem with it. So mm-hmm. he was just defending himself and his freedom. I'm all for it. Let's continue with your calls. Just Let's talk to you. It's a waste of time dealing with them. Jay in oh, Massachusetts. Is that, is that a, Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. What's on your mind tonight, Jay? Uh, well, I was uh, at the Mascan rally, and some people encouraged me to uh, call in. Uh, I'm, uh, I had a, a little problem with a police officer. Um, he was really mean to us uh, for for no apparent reason. Well, the reason is you're at the you're, the reason is you're at the cannabis festival, and police officers don't like that very much. So, if you've got a story to tell, we'll come back with you and your calls as well about anything at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one plus. I know, Mark, you had a story. Uh, Did you get the FEMA story? Did you manage to dig that up? Okay. FEMA and what they've been doing, or rather not allowing, in one of their recent disaster efforts. We'll uh, share that with you. And again, take your calls about anything. This is the Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And we'll get you on the air to talk about anything. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the updates. You get signed up, we'll clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Dot org. In fact, uh, we've got a gentleman on the line here on the AMP line who is calling in from an event where I know a number of free staters were attending today. It was down in Boston, the annual hey, NASCAN Festival. Hello, you are on the air, hello, Jay, hello, in hello? Massachusetts. You're on the air. You were telling us oh, that yeah, right there you, are. you were telling yeah, us I, that uh, you had an encounter uh, with a police officer today at the NASCAN Festival. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, he was uh, kind of a been very unpleasant all day long. In fact, his partner numerously came back to apologize for his actions. Hmm. He was confiscating legal things from people and uh, just being generally un- unpleasant with us. Uh, uh, we he came by about six o'clock and then told us to uh, shut down vending. Uh, uh, and uh, he, uh, uh, I said, well, sir, my my permit says uh, till till seven. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he got very defensive. He said, let me see the permit. I offered to show it to him. He physically tried to take it. We said, no, I'm not going to give it to you. If you'd like to look, I'm more than happy to show it to you. <laughs> and at which point he said, are you telling me no? Are you telling me no? And I said, yes, you I'm, You know, you're not, I'm not giving it to you. You can look at it if you want. It says right here till 7 o'clock. And at which point he uh, kind of puffed up and he stuck his, uh, stuck his face right in uh, somebody I was working with's face. And, uh... And uh, like yeah, he you. physically tried to intimidate them. He was, uh, you know, no inches from their nose, just shouting at them, a spit flying. It was uh, absolutely ridiculous. Yep, it sounds. He, uh, he told us we were no longer welcome on the Boston Commons. <laughs> <laughs> Public property, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said we were never welcome to come back. He started, we started making threats. And uh, well, the, the but, interesting uh, thing know, is, we he can say whatever he wants to say. The cop can say and do pretty much whatever it is he wants to do, and there's little that can be done about it. I understand that uh, you'd actually called into the Porcupine 411, which is a brilliant little system that we have up uh-huh. here where, where activists can actually dial a phone number and broadcast live, uh, broadcast a message out to hundreds of people's email boxes. So if you're being harassed by a cop, you just quick dial that number, and then whatever it is that cop's yelling about or whatever the situation or the scene is, is uh, essentially recorded and there's nothing the cops can do they can't grab your recording device because it's uh-huh. the internet essentially uh-huh. that is recording they also have uh, cameras that'll upload uh, directly to the internet yeah. which i think is really I, great I, instead of them being able to go into your video camera and, and uh, erase the, the the evidence against them um, many of them some of them act like real jerks in these encounters that's why they're getting recorded the ones that don't act like jerks eh, you know you don't get all those recordings because i don't know who wants to see a boring normal interaction jay appreciate you calling in tonight thank you for the call 800-259-9231 that is the number and what's interesting about that situation is that the cop can be as much of a jerk as he wants to and after the fact all you really have in your repertoire of things that you can do about it is A, post the video to YouTube or post the audio clips to YouTube, get the uh, audio out there to embarrass the guy 
But there's nothing that can really happen as far as his job is concerned. Yeah, you could go and file a complaint with the police department, and they'll tell you they're going to investigate the complaint. But really, uh, it's not like the cop murdered somebody, which we've seen cases where cops get away with murder. So the cop just yelling and being burly, get medals for murder. <laughs> getting in your face and being rude, there's... They're not going to get in trouble for that, and there's nothing really you can do in the future to prevent it from happening because you can't withhold your money from the police department. Otherwise, they're going to send somebody after you, and they're going to steal your house from you. So you just have to kind of take it and just play it out across the Internet. That's really the best you can do. Really, our our best friend here— It is a coercive form of uh, you know government, and one, one would think that maybe we could have security provided to us, because that's what they, they provide, and uh, many of them throw themselves in front of bullets for you. Uh, you know, good, fine folks, but others, uh, you know, little Hitlers. And you'd think that we would be able to, to come up with a system that wasn't as coercive, that would be much more voluntary, interactive, and uh, higher on the customer service angle. You know what I mean? Well, I have come up with that. I mean, that system has been come up with. It's the free marketplace where everybody does business on a consensual basis, and products and services are purchased as people desire them, and in a, again, in a voluntary, consensual manner. But they don't want that. Because that would mean the end to the gravy train of federal funding, for instance, Homeland Security money. It would mean an end to arbitrary power over people's lives, being able to make uh, capricious, arbitrary what, decisions what that bureaucrat, affect people. What, any, what bureaucrat in any uh, you know, bureaucracy would want to have to go into the free market and actually uh, provide good and, goods and services to people? You know, voluntarily that they real value. It. They yeah. have to provide value for the first time because you know the reason that people are shocked sometimes talking about uh, you know government employees' uh, salaries is because they know that it's too much. We we're just talking to somebody uh, last night. That, what is it that the uh, toll takers get? Seventy thousand dollars a in year Massachusetts? in Massachusetts. Come on, alleged. Come on! It's crazy. I, I, it sounds it sounds right to me. Let's continue with your calls about anything. It's Rick uh, Rick in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hello, Rick. Yes. How you doing? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind, sir? Well, you know, I've never heard your show before. I travel a lot, and I picked it up on the radio. And I've, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about me so you understand where I'm coming from. I'm 51 years old. I've done uh, – I'm a – I don't want to say I'm a radical, but I'm a free thinker. Okay. And I believe there are good people or bad people. There are good cops or bad cops. There are good teachers, bad teachers. Sure. Unfortunately, um, I heard the kid about you know wearing his 9/11 T-shirt, and it kind of reminded me of uh, people like uh, the Dixie Chicks and Barbara Streisand. That you know he's got a right to his opinion, but I mean there's a forum for everything. There are you know when the, when the revolution comes and it probably will and it might be in my lifetime. Things are a little bit out of control. I will certainly fight for the side of freedom. That's good, without a doubt. But but this kid, what? I, I just don't understand what he's proud of. He, he he disrespected his parents. He made his parents. He hurt their feelings. What if if you know my wife's cousin got killed in nine eleven? I never met the dude. I don't have an attachment to him or anything. See, I don't know if she ever met him, but it was her cousin. But what if somebody, you know, what if one of those teachers' husbands or wives got killed there, or their father or mother? 
Why? I'm sure they don't give a shit. Whoa! Well, well, I mean, sorry, we've sorry. got to get rid of Sorry, these, sir. sorry about that. You know, I'd like to address that. The the the, the child, uh, the Alex, the young man was wearing a uh, 9/11 was an inside job T-shirt. That doesn't in any way diminish. Um, and I don't believe that I, I'm I am not of the opinion that 9/11 was an inside job. I'm I'm with the terrorist story at least partially. I'm of the opinion of I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, care. I, I, certainly none of us knows, but. The one makes more sense to me. Anyhow, um, that doesn't diminish those the people that died. I mean, if the government killed them, if ter- terrorists killed them, if whoever, yeah. the Bilderbergers, if the Trilateral Commission, if aliens killed them, it doesn't matter. They were killed. They well, were murdered. He was suggesting that it was wrong for him to be so insensitive towards those who might have been offended by his but you can't. But you can't. You can't not offend people. Look, I can you walk down the street. Plain blue t-shirt. I can, or no, something. I could walk down the street and offend somebody because I'm white. You know, maybe. I mean, the, the, the fact is, I'm telling you, I was in prison for um, nine years, Ian. I'm yeah. telling you, the fact that I was white was very offensive to yeah, some of those people. They can't pick on him for that. They, they can't, can't go after him for that. I, one. I understand they can't. Yeah. I, but the guy, he's just saying that you uh, that these people somehow had the right to not be offended. And they don't. You know, your parents have the right not to be hurt by the fact that the the, the, the bureaucrats yeah. don't like your T-shirt. Sorry, mom. Buck up. You can handle it. If you're on private, if you're on private property, then the private property owner can set whatever rules he or she wants as far as what he wants to allow. You can wear, you know, they, they, can, they can require whatever T-shirts or no clothing at all on but their on property. Public, it's their property. But on public property, you do not have a right to not be uh, to not be offended. This is the problem, flat out, with having uh, government schools. The government sure. isn't supposed to be able to, to limit free speech, but it can in its schools because it is involved in an area that it never should have been an unconstitutional area. No doubt about that. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Richard's waiting in California. We'll talk to him and your calls as well. Ladies, you come first if you dial in at 1-800-259-9231. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want if you dial toll-free. 800-259-9231, live Saturday edition of the program, 1-800-259-9231, that number brought to you by SACL CAI, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, the features are free, and if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month, just head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. And you can do it with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. You'll find all the details there, and you'll find out what we're doing with the money. We're reinvesting it into the show, getting out more radio stations across the country, around the world, and bringing new Internet listeners on board as well. Get all the details. Get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month and get access to perks like the, uh, the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details await you at amp.freetalklive.com. Well, we did have Richard. We don't now. Of course, your calls are the primary mode of the show. In the meantime, we cover a few other things that uh, are interesting, like, well, and kind of sad in this case, our friend Lauren Canario has been arrested again. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we're here in New Hampshire doing the program. We used to live in Florida. We moved up to New Hampshire a couple years ago now as part of the Free State Project. And we did mention the Free State Project earlier this hour. It's a movement uh, that is generating 20,000 people to move to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty. Now, 
the project itself is um, closer to it's getting close to halfway complete as far as the uh, the numbers of people who have signed up to move. Only a few hundred people have actually moved at this point. No, they're not supposed to be moving until they get to twenty thousand. Well, they can actually move sooner. They uh, can, if they but would I mean like. that's not the that's not the uh, a requirement. We would like to encourage them to move sooner if they can. And Lauren Canario was one of the earlier movers to New Hampshire. She's one of the super activists here in the state. Not one of the political uh, people, but somebody who works outside the system, a market-based, non-cooperative activist. She has been put in a federal prison cell yet again. So what was the reason this time? Well, according to the New Hampshire Free Press's Cat Canning, who may also be wanted and may be put in a uh, federal prison cell sooner rather than later, because both ladies were arrested at the same time. We'll let Cat tell the story here from, the, again, NewHampshireFreePress.com. Lauren Canario is behind bars again. Why is this quiet woman considered such a danger to society that she needs to be locked up? She was standing in an IRS office wearing a mask from the movie V for Vendetta and refused to leave when asked. <laughs> this arrest was part of a series of protests of the IRS. In July of 2006, Russell Canning, the other publisher of the New Hampshire Free Press, was arrested in the Keene IRS office for handing out a flyer which read, Hitler had a revenue department too, and which suggested that IRS employees quit their jobs. Then, in September of 2006, another free state activist, Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com, held a silent demonstration in the Nashua IRS office. He held a sign and passed out flyers questioning the morality of working for an institution which funds waste and torture. Later, Dave Ridley was ticketed for distribution of handbills. Now, the federal government, do you think that when the founding fathers... uh, set that thing up a couple hundred years ago. Do you think they thought that the federal government would have a, a crime on its list of crimes uh, called distribution of handbills? You mean when they wrote the First Amendment that said the right to free speech shall not be um, the Congress, Congress shall make no law respecting establishment yeah, of religion, promoting yeah. the exercise of uh, free exercise thereof, or bridging freedom of speech or the press or the right Except of the people? Except handbills, right? That's in peace, there. Well, it doesn't mention handbills, no. Oh. I'm sorry. Um, it does say that the people can peaceably assemble. That that's a right um, there. So I was, I was always wondering, wondered about that right. I mean, it's a right as long as you ask permission from the government. You've got to get a permit, right? Uh, apparently, yeah. Yeah, because it's a right if you get a permit. No. Uh, when you have a right, you don't ask permission. But anyway, apparently they didn't like that Dave Ridley went into their office and handed them a piece of paper. So they charged him with this so-called distribution of handbills charge and fined him twenty, excuse me, $125. When Dave refused to pay the fine, he was given four days jail time back in July of 2007. So to protest his incarceration, Kat Canning, the lady that's writing the article here, went to the IRS office on July 19th of 2007 with a sign that read, Taxes Pay for Torture. Lauren, who was again arrested this week, accompanied me into the IRS office wearing her V-mask. We were both arrested and released that day. Neither of us showed up in court for the tickets we received that day, nor did we pay the fines, which were also $125 fines. Because what did they do? They went to the, off- the IRS office, Kat sat down in a chair holding her sign, and Lauren was standing there in her V-mask. That's all that was going on. And I know because I was there. You know, I can, I can kind of see both sides of this. If you're trying to run an office and uh, people come in your office and they're holding signs and uh, wearing masks and protesting the existence of your office, that's kind of irritating and everything. But, you know, when it comes to the government, the government is limited 
in limiting people from po- protesting. The government is. And if the yeah. IRS is a government institution, and it some is. people claim that it's not, uh, but if the IRS is a government institution, they shouldn't be able to limit you inside the government offices protesting. You have the right to speech uh, in government property. And it wasn't not just... on my property, but on government property, property you do. Right. And it wasn't as though they were getting in the way of anyone. I'm sure if someone were to have wanted to come into the office to do a little bit of business with the IRS, Cat nor uh, neither Cat nor Lauren would have gotten in their way. They're not trying to uh, to hassle the people, the victims, the poor victims that are coming into the IRS office. They were just there to hold the sign, and the government didn't like that very much. So now, why did they arrest Canario this week? Why was Lauren arrested? Uh, I think it was actually yesterday before the show. Lauren, uh, rather, excuse me, so they were both arrested. They didn't pay the fines. Canaria was apparently lured into the federal courthouse when they agreed to return the video camera that they had stolen from her back in September of 2007. Lauren had been attempting to go to a party given by tax truthers Ed and Elaine Brown when she was arrested for refusing to turn back at the government barricade. The feds stole her camera at that time and refused many times to return her property. Then, a few days ago, Federal Marshal Gary DiMartino agreed to return the camera. When Lauren showed up to get her property, this is a year later, she'd been trying periodically to go into Concord, into this federal building, to get her camera back that they'd stolen from her. And every single time they told her she could come out, when she came out, every time they told her, oh, sorry, the person you need to talk to, he or she is not here. And so she wastes however many hours it takes to drive, you know, an hour and a half to drive from her house to Concord and then another hour and a half back uh, just to play with these federal bureaucrats. They're playing with her, essentially. They're messing with her head, not allowing her to get her property. Nasty. Yeah. So, so she shows up, and when she showed up to get her camera, she was arrested and charged with failure to appear and failure to obey. So she's been arrested for things that she now didn't do. The camera was returned to Lauren's husband. So they did get the camera back, but they stole Lauren. Uh, Jim Johnson, her husband, uh, was was given the camera after her arrest, and Johnson said that exchanging his wife for the camera was a poor trade. According to others who've been imprisoned there, the federal courthouse holding cells in Concord are among the coldest. Holding this slight woman in a 50-degree in a cell could easily be construed as torture. You don't even have to go to Guantanamo to find torture by the U.S. government these days. Lauren refused to walk into her arraignment. Instead, she was wheeled into the courtroom in a wheelchair. She refused to speak to the judge. He ordered her imprisoned until they have a trial for looks on Wednesday, September 24th at 1.30 p.m. at the federal courthouse in Concord. And I am going to be going to that. I don't know if there's much that we can do besides watch the travesty occur, but at least we'll be there in the courtroom to you show hope. what I sort mean, of... You hope. I mean, they very often will try to trick you as far as when the timing of these things are. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's some, you have to go in as, as soon as they open and stay there all day. In order yeah, they to... could change it after And sometimes later. they'll change the courtrooms. Right. Yeah. They don't, they don't like it when these activists, these free they state They don't want activists... your family and friends to see your trial. Right. They don't want that. They actually sneaked us out. Uh, There was one time where they snuck Lauren in under our noses when she was under arrest down in New London, Connecticut, for protesting the uh, just outrageous eminent domain situation down there a couple of years ago. When we went down to New London in order to be at her uh, her hearing or trial or whatever it was, they uh, didn't bring her out when we were there in the morning. We went out to get some uh, some lunch while the court was supposedly on break, and then they snuck her in at a time at which we were not aware that she was supposed to be brought in. 
So even though there were a, a dozen activists there waiting to see her, no one was actually able to see her because they were doing everything they could to be sneaky about it. It's nice. Yeah. So the trial's public as long as you can figure out when and where it is they're actually holding the trial if they don't change the location and the venue and the, the time at the very last moment. Of course, they have no obligation to inform you. It's up to you to try to get in touch with as many... You're the bureau- lowly citizen. Right. You've you just got to pay for this crap. You have to jump through as many bureaucratic hoops as they decide to put up for you in order to just get a little bit of information so you can utilize that. And so we'll let you know what happens with our friend Lauren here. And if you think that it's a, it's a good thing for the federal government to be charging people with distribution of handbills, federal crimes, uh, $125 fines, if you think it's okay that what's happening to these ladies that have never harmed another person, there is no victim here. Though if you think there is, I would love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. Can you defend the state's actions in this case? Hour 2 is coming up. It is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. We're launching into hour number two of the program, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy all those on us. freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls about what you want. Uh, Still to come, though, we'll talk about FEMA and what it is they're botching up this time. But first, we go to Chris in South Carolina, listening to WSC-FM. Hello, Chris. You're on the air. Hi. I was just calling about your um, your comments of the uh, lady who was arrested at the courthouse. Yes, yep. uh, Lauren Canario, a friend of ours and a super activist up here in New Hampshire, has been arrested again. The federal government has stolen her uh, freedom from her, and uh, it's just absolutely outrageous. Originally, all it was because she was in an IRS office wearing a V-mask. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay. Um, what part of that do you find a travesty? Uh, the fact that the federal government ha- has uh, charged this lady with a crime for being in one of their offices standing there with a V-mask on. Okay, and that's not disturbing. I mean, I understand I understand the, uh, the right that we have to uh, protest, um, but... Well, I'd like is to quote. I'd like to quote is, a bumper is, sticker. Before you go on, I'd like to quote a bumper sticker. What part of Congress shall make no law? Don't you understand? No, I, I understand. Okay. I understand the Constitution perfectly. Great. But Great. what I wanted to ask you was, 
there comes, I mean, there comes a point where it becomes a, a disturbance in an office when you have somebody wearing a mask. Uh, if you were to walk into a public office and find somebody sitting there with a mask on, you wouldn't find that disturbing. It's disturbing. But my question to you is then this. If the Constitution says that the Congress shall make no law, then there shall be no law, right? So she couldn't have been breaking a law. Then doesn't that sort of mean that um, the federal government has to work around it? Rather than arresting somebody, which I understand the government really only understands violence. But don't you think they should, I mean, shouldn't they just figure out some other way to do business? If Congress is not allowed to make a law according to their little rules, right? Yes. Okay. Well, then uh, we agree. Uh, we we do agree, but there is a there is a point at which you are a disturbance. When when you have the right to protest, you don't have the right to disrupt somebody else's business. Right, but this well, isn't a not, business. Hold whether, on. The, whether, the government's not a business. Not, business, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Not. Wait before. You be, i got to correct this. Government's not a business. Business is voluntary interaction between two humans. When you buy something from me, I, we do that. The government demands things from you. It's theft. So the government, it's theft being interrupted doesn't really bother me that much. Okay, but your rights do not always usurp government authority. Yeah, they do. Um, humans, if, if, I mean, the, the government outlined, Congress shall make no law, right? So yeah. Congress can't make a law that says that I can't, I can't protest. So therefore, Congress needs to figure out some way for it to steal from its, you know, yeah, citizens. It, yeah, yeah, that's without, just fantasy, though. It doesn't course, have to do of any of that. Of course it did. Absolutely. They'll just do nonsense. whatever they want as it's, as it's because clear. They, that's what they, they do. lied to us in the Bill of Rights. Yeah. That's why. So there you well, go. Whether or not the government then lied or the government now is lying is is is, is a different story. I feel when when they made the Constitution, they, they had a whole they had a whole different uh, perspective of how it was going to be utilized, and I, I don't feel that it's being utilized now. Uh, as it was meant to be when it was written. Right, because the thieves and the brigands got a hold of it. Well, they didn't expect, I don't think the founding fathers expected an income tax. That's one of the things I'm pretty sure they it didn't was, expect. It was clearly uh, explicitly outlawed originally, and then they... Well, no, that was that was part of the whole reason why we uh, fought the uh, American Revolution. Wait, what was, what, the, what was, was the reason for taxation? taxes and for secession from England. Yep. That's why I say it's time to secede again, because I've had about enough of this nonsense. What do you say to that? Secede? Is it time? Well, I, I don't know about secession, but I, I feel it, it, it's time for, uh, and I, you know, I don't want to sound cliche uh, or to um, uh, quote Barack or his uh, candidacy, but it is time for something to change. Oh, I'm all for change. Uh, I just don't want to change. Whether, to, I'm all for change. I just don't want to change to socialism. That's what Brock's I, I, offering. We're already here. With, well, it's already exactly, socialist. That is exactly what he's offering. Well, yeah. Wait a minute. Now, hold on. Let's more be fair. More socialism. I was going to say. I'm pretty, Barack Obama's offering more socialism. It's pretty clear that McCain is a socialist He's as well. offering more fascism. But they're all fascists and socialists. Kind of like a, they're all rolled into one, like fascio socialism. It's, it's very close like stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very well, confusing. They, they want to have total control. They and do. That's what yes, bureaucracy, they do. That's what bureaucrats are all about. Yep. They want to control you and I. If they don't and, have control, they don't know, have anything. Another disagreement, another disagreement that I have with you, and I'm sorry I'm switching lanes here, but God. Um, when you say you're, you are for open borders, mm. 
Are you also for the support in the billions of dollars that we are sending to, say, Africa for aid? I am not I'm, in favor. I'm against of, theft okay. in all of its forms. Yeah, I'm not in. Okay. Uh, I'm not in favor of redistribution of wealth. I'm not in favor of confiscating wealth in the first place. I think you should be free to keep all the money that you earn and decide for yourself how to spend it and save it and give it away and all of that. I think you should be able to choose. And I think that uh, private property is uh, is quite sacred. And if you want to have borders on your private property and decide who you allow in and who you allow out, that's your business. But as far as uh, the so-called concept of public property uh no there that's just it's just unclaimed land and people should be free to travel across it as uh, as they feel the need to do so as long as it's remains unclaimed land however i would like to see all land be completely privately owned and in that case i as a private property owner get to decide who i want to allow on and off of my property how's that sound that's your right and, yeah. I, and I totally i totally agree with you on there you that. go Looks, it's good I, to I, agree. I, I, I have to, I have to be honest with you. Um, when uh, I guess um, my local station has just, uh, I, I guess they've been carrying you for about three or four months now. I'm not, not quite sure. Yeah, it's been um, a few months. Yeah, I, and I remember when you first came on, and I was totally, I, I listened. But I didn't want to listen to you. Cubs, <laughs> Matt. Well, I, I I consider myself a a, a conservative, and not a hard right wing conservative. But I mean, I I do uh, consider myself a conservative and a conservative, and and a lot of what you a lot of what you were espousing. Uh, when I started listening to you, sounded a, an awful lot to me like. You wanted a controlled, uh, anarchist kind of uh, environment. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I don't like the term anarchist. I just want to call government. I, right. I know you don't. I, I listen. I, I listen to you, and I know you don't like anarchists. But when you, when you have people just running around doing whatever they want, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, I mean, that's to me, that's kind of a. Uh, uh, That's freedom, baby. That's what people do for the most part. Yeah, but it's an oxy. It's an oxymoron. You can't just have people running around doing whatever they want. No, that you don't understand. There's a caveat. It's on private property. You get to do what you want on your whatever private you property. Whatever you want on your private property. That's right. And if you right. want, I right. can't. I can't strip naked and uh, take a crap on your lawn. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's your lawn. So <laughs> private property rules, which is why the word anarchy is a bad word because it connotates no rules. That's uh, basic. The basic concept. concept as I understand it, some would argue it, it connotates no government, but I think to most people it connotates no rules. And I believe in rules. Who sets the rules? I believe private property owners, the sir. The, the pri- private property owners. That's right. Just like so when we would live in, so we would live in a society with a hundred million different rules. That's what we live in right now, dude. I don't know where you you've rule been. your life. Go, go read some of the law books, man. I mean, they've got a hundred right. million rules that you wouldn't even uh, possibly know of. Look, there's one basic right. rule that you you're, need to understand, and that is that you, you don't you don't harm other people or their property. That's the one rule that everybody needs to understand. If we can live by that rule, then what other rules do we need? It, I mean, as far as I private. That's right. I don't disagree with you there at you all. Go. Good about to hear that. from you, man. I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. As far as private rules are concerned, when the ones you need to know are usually right there on the front door as you're walking in. No smoking, no shirt, no shoes, no service. And then if you're actually in the business and you do something the business owner doesn't like, he's going to let you know.
And if you don't correct your behavior, then you've got to leave. This is not that complicated. More on the way. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, and they include the bulletin board system. We've got about 400,000 posts for you to surf around through. There's an awful lot to talk about. From fun stuff to serious issues, you find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. So get interactive. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. I've been taking this uh, diet supplement called Dexy20 for... Several weeks now. I think we're going on seven. I've lost more than five pounds. It's working for me. I, I, you know, it's easy. It doesn't have it. It, it doesn't uh, cause you to get weird and crazy like uh, all those other uh, diet pills do, and people don't want to hang out with you because you're all fidgety and stuff. It doesn't have any stimulants. It's Dex C20. You can get it at uh, CVS, GNC, Walgreens, uh, or you can go to diet.freetalklive.com. That's diet.freetalklive.com. Dex C20. FEMA is at it again. We're going to tell you more about that if we get a chance, but your calls are primary. So we go to Steve listening in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Steve, going on. Hey, how's hey, it going there? You're on the air, um, Steve. What's on your mind? Wonderful. In Denver, it is illegal to loan your vacuum cleaner to your next-door neighbor. This is a sex crime. <laughs> what? It's a what? Yeah. Uh, I just thought about that when you were telling that, that last caller about how, uh, you know, what the one law should be don't harm other people and respect other people's property and so forth. Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned that, uh, he said, well, we'd have a society with a thousand different laws everywhere you went. And you said, well, that's what we have right now. And, and that just occurred to me. I read that yesterday. Uh, yeah, you can't loan out your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> it's a sex crime. How is that a sex uh, crime? I, I don't know, but, uh, I called to talk about something that actually dovetails quite nicely with that last conversation because, Sex and um, vacuum cleaners, I'm sorry, not a good combination. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, Ian, if I tell you or Mark, or if Mark tells Ian, um, go kill Guard. Guard um, Goldsmith, one of our co-hosts on the show. In Denver, right. uh, uh, excuse uh, me, uh, before, before you go on, uh, according yeah. to sillylaws.com, or main.com, uh, under silly laws, Colorado and Denver, it is unlawful to lend your vacuum cleaner to your next-door neighbor. Well, you it disbelieved him? I, well, I just like to check these okay. things. Right. People make uh, yep. claims on the air, and I can check it. I'm going to check it as quickly as I can. All right. That's very good. Yeah, I checked it, too, because I didn't believe it either. Okay, so, so go <laughs> but, back um, to the scenario. It, Somebody's it, asking it, us or ordering us to kill guard. What, what, which one was it? Yeah, so I, I call you up, and I say, Ian, I think it's a really good idea if you went out and killed guard. Um, now, you can choose to either kill guard, guard or not kill guard. This and uh, if you kill him, I'm, I'm totally innocent, because you didn't have to kill him, right? I mean, it's... Am I right on that? I think so. I, th- I think you're, you're probably um, innocent if you make the suggestion. Um, I, I think some people will probably uh, you know, not like the fact that you did it, but maybe some ostracism right. will go on. If you However, hired me, then if you paid somebody yeah. to do it, I think that that's a That's, a that's different... an entirely different. You're contracting yeah. at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and I was thinking, I would, in fact, I was talking with somebody about this, uh, the MySpace suicide case. And yes. uh, the lady I was talking to said, well, you know, that lady needs to go to jail because she inspired oh, no. that child to kill herself. And I said, listen, I said, she wouldn't be guilty even if she made the noose for the kid. Uh, now, that doesn't mean she's not reprehensible and a horrible person, in, in my opinion. But even if she made the noose and handed it to the kid, 
in my view, she still wouldn't be guilty of murder because she didn't do it. The I think you're right. Uh, for whatever way, crazy for our, reason, go ahead. For our listeners that don't know what you're talking about, the MySpace case was a woman who is, I think, in her 30s. She had she a teenage, yeah. yeah, she had a teenage daughter, and they'd created a fake MySpace profile in order to mess with the head of one of the other teenage girls in the neighborhood, basically. And right. turned out that uh, the girl figured out eventually that it wasn't a real boy that she'd been talking to the entire time. She thought it was, but it wasn't. And being a teenage girl with little to no self-esteem and probably this was not just the only problem in her life most likely she ended up uh, killing herself and as a result of this case the federal government has charged this woman uh the, the mother in this particular case has charged her with some sort of just nonsense uh crimes i don't even i don't have the list of them the in mail front. fraud it was, just, <laughs> it was just garbage and uh right. really it's going to if this case goes through and this woman is convicted it's going to send a very set a very scary precedent where if you pretend like you're someone else on the internet, you could be guilty of uh, some sort of federal right. offense. It, it goes to show the one-size-fits-all sort of uh, model of government. I agree that this woman's reprehensible, and I agree that, uh, and I think that the fact that her her story was spread all over the United States is good. That way people can treat her like she deserves, uh, like a reprehensible individual who did a bad thing. However, I don't think that... Uh, I don't think imprisonment's the right thing. I don't think I should have to pay for her imprisonment. I, I, I just don't see any point in it. I think she's better off trying to, uh, you know, live off her uh, nonsense that she participated in there and, and, you know, be with her family. And that mm-hmm. way, I don't have to pay to, to house her and stuff. But uh, right. people do see it as wrong, and they want the government to fix wrongs. And, you know, they, the government can't in this particular Two wrongs instance. don't make a right. Right. Right, yeah. Well, what I was going to get at is, now, this first thing I was debating with she didn't have a very good rebuttal for me i kind of debate i don't debate as often as you guys but i debate quite often and i pretty much beat her into the ground and and later on thinking about it i thought well what if i was arguing against me what if i was arguing her position what i would have said is okay so then charles manson should not be in prison because charles manson did not actually kill anybody he merely told people to kill other people Hmm. I'll have to think about that. Um, I know. I'm, I'm not I do, ready. I do too. <laughs> I'm flat-footed on that one. I don't know. I, I did happen to. I did read that Helter Skelter thing or something about the Manson murders, and mm-hmm. I, I, I think you're right. I think Charles Manson didn't actually kill anybody. Um, yep. That he was only around, certainly trespassing. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's an yep. excellent point. I have to say. I, I, I believe he dropped him off. Uh, I'm, I can't remember the details of the case exactly, but I believe he dropped him off and said, go in there and, you know, kill him. I think Manson uh, probably would have been worse off on the outside. I mean, what if it, uh, he'd been allowed to stay out of prison? Uh, inevitably, you might have had somebody go ahead and get some vigilante justice on him. That's a possibility. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. So, but that's how I would have rebutted me. <laughs> good points. <laughs> and I think, I'm, I'm, it's a bit stumping. Yeah, Thank you, I'll Steve. work on it. Great call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I think he's right. You know, um, the, the fact is, if an arbiter or a jury um, would have plenty of time to think about that issue, and, and, and I, you know, I'm going to have to think about it. I, I, I'm not ready uh, just in seconds on that one. With your thoughts, if you want to dial in, 800-259-9231, you can call about anything. We talked to, I believe it's Stashu in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Right. Yep. You uh, got it right. Stashu. That's how you say it. What's on your mind tonight? Okay. Uh, I guess everybody's talking about moral relativism and... Uh, Everybody should have a book of uh, Socrates' uh, uh, inquiry. 
his method of inquiry is called the book, Socrates' Method of Inquiry and how we ask questions, because everybody is like, depends on whose ox gets gored. Uh, like this uh, George Washington and the Whiskey Rebellion, we're talking about the power of the purse and the power of the person through his liberties. Um, his liberty to take action on his own behalf. The farmers in western New York State and Pennsylvania and even Massachusetts uh, were attacked by the government, and they weren't doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. They are only making whiskey out of their grain. Right, because uh, it was easier to transport. If you have a big uh, cart right. full of grain, it's a heck of a lot harder exactly. to transport than some... I'm not sure where you're going with this, but hang on. We'll talk about it here in moments. 800-259-9231. And you can bring up whatever you want. This is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those. Those other talk show hosts, I don't know if you've been to their website, but they want to charge you for accessing their sites, and we do it free. So enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. Those features, by the way, include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Speaking of SACL CAI, SACL is the main sponsor of the show. Uh, Jason Osborne over there considers himself to be sort of the... Uh, John Hancock of the Liberty Movement. He wants mm -hmm. to, to help uh, organizations out that are promoting liberty. Free Talk Live is uh, one of them. He's our biggest sponsor, so if you like what he, uh, we're doing here, help out SACL CAI by uh, turning over your accounts payable or um, you know whatever bill collections issues you have with them. Uh, just give them a call. Isn't it accounts receivable? Did I say when money's coming in? Yeah, accounts receivable. What? I don't know. They they do uh, collections early. You're not a businessman. Purchase charged off receivables. Whatever. <laughs> uh, check out their banner at uh, freetalklive.com and do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right. So we go to your phone calls. Ladies first. Debbie, listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Debbie. Debbie going once. Debbie and Indy going Hello. twice. Hello, Debbie. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Okay. We gotcha. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, just first of all, I want to preface what I'm going to say with I, this is the first time I've tuned into your show, and so far I've enjoyed it very much. Excellent. Okay. Secondly, I agree with you that we have way, 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 way too many laws that are absolutely, totally ludicrous. Yeah. I am not a young person. I am 52 years old. I am old enough to remember the Charles Manson slash Sharon Tate lobby young murders. Charles, uh, Charles Manson was not anywhere near. He did not take them and drop them off. He was nowhere near any of those. He was convicted because, and that goes back to the other point that I want to make, everybody will be governed. One way or another, we may be governed by the government, or we'll be governed by a husband, we'll be governed by parents, we'll be governed by a group of followers. I agree you know. with you. Everyone is going to be governed in some fashion. 
Now, the fact that our government has gotten totally way out there in la-la land as far as power hungry is concerned is a whole other issue. But, yes, there have to be laws, but you're absolutely right. They need to be common sense. I, I'm of the opinion that we should have a small government, really, really, really small government, and I don't think I don't think we should even we even need a federal government on that level. I think that you know small state governments would be fine, um, and you know I, th- I I consider it sort of a placeholder for what might spring up, and that's probably the uh, the so biggest. Scared. This is this is probably the biggest cons- uh, you know difference between my partner and I here on air is that well you know he. Thinks that we can do it all without government, and I, that's right. There I is like no need for an arbitrary Republic. group of men and women calling without. themselves government, uh, wielding co- coercive force over innocent lives. There's no need for that whatsoever. Yeah, because, and I'll tell you why. It's a very simple thing. In that, you know, everybody you heard six degrees of separation. Well, there are six degrees of separation, and they're called intelligence and conscience in every one of us. It, it's all totally I'm, relevant. I have no idea what the six degrees of separation are. Oh, well, except ahead. that I'm six points away from Kevin Bacon, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You got it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I don't. But that's the whole thing. There. Okay, great. get the movie, Six Degrees of Separation. It's okay. a fabulous film. But okay. anyway, people Put want my Netflix. people. There are so many levels of compassion, so many levels of sincerity, so many levels of conscience that there has to be some governing force. But anyway, I'll let you go. I love your show. Okay, and I Debbie, will thanks again. for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Uh, if you're compassionate, then you don't want to control other people's lives. If you're compassionate for others, then you can't possibly agree with the idea of a coercive state. Now, if you want to have uh, some organization that calls itself a government and it does business on a consensual basis in that if i decide i would like its protection services or i would like its uh its judicial services then i should be able to contract with that particular agency and get into an agreement with it in which case then we're just talking about a name for a business that then that's fine with me if you've got an organization of men and women that's doing business on a consensual voluntary basis i'm 100 percent okay with it you can call it whatever you want to call it but if you've got men and women that are threatening people if you've got men and women that are threatening to harm others threatening to steal property from people if you've got men and women threatening to put others who have not harmed people into cold prison cells then i'm going to have a problem with it and i don't care how small their organization is as long as you're willing to wield coercive force over any Innocent lives, I will come up. You will come up against me and people like me. Um, I think that uh, government should be, uh, you know, small enough, and we should be, you know, from a state level. The idea is that we can, uh, you know, we can have a bunch of different tries at what government would be like. I'd like to see, and they'll all fail. I'd like to see what your sort of, uh, you know, non-coercive forms of government. I'd like to see how that works. I would like to, however, stay someplace where we have <laughs> some cops around to uh, stop murder. You don't have any cops around where you live. Oh, so stop it. Well, I got, gun- I, you know, the neighbors have all kinds of guns. Well, there you go. So I mean, you don't need the damn cops. It looks like the Hatfields and McCoys where I live. That's all you need is some people with guns. As a matter of fact, in my the town, they cops. don't want any uh, any cops uh, just because probably you know they what? feel like they can protect themselves. Mark, I've been a bad, bad talk show host. Uh, I put I put Stashu on hold and oh I forgot God. about it. Stashu, you're back. You've been waiting patiently. Shame on me. Go ahead with your thoughts. 99% uh, 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 whiskey. 
Now, of course, you couldn't drink it because it would kill you. The flame would buy you so quickly. It would shock your system. Stashu. Stashu, are you there? Are you talking to us? I don't think he's talking to us anymore. Let's put him back on hold because he's got little infinite echo going on. That's not good. We'll see if we can rescue Stashu a little bit later. Let's try Bill in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I'm waiting for you guys. Here you are. Okay, i got to say something about um, a couple callers before. Yes, sir. About uh, Charles Manson. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but I've learned a little bit just by listening to the news here in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And um, he was not uh, guilty of murder because he told somebody to kill somebody else. He was guilty of murder because he was with the people that did the murders. Was he with them at the time the murders were uh, committed? Yes. Okay. Somebody just said that they didn't. He walked in the house with them and he walked out with them. That doesn't make you a murderer. That makes you an accessory, doesn't it? Well, that well, would make you a principal. Just as guilty as if you had held a knife yourself. That's that how right? it works here in Indianapolis. I that would make that you out. a principal, and, and, and that's pretty much right. So I what if you were driving more. the getaway car? Would you still be a principal yeah. at that point? Yes. Okay. If you, and even if you, if you and Mark, uh, Mark and Ian, is that your names? Yes. Yep. Okay, the two of you gentlemen drive up to a bank, and one of you walks in, and, and you're just, one, one guy is sitting at the steering wheel, and the other one says, hey, I'm going to go make a deposit or a withdrawal. And... The other guy that goes into the bank does a robbery, and then he comes back out into the car, and you both drive away. You are just as guilty as he is. Uh, you know, you're not um, at that point. Uh, I, I've, I went to prison for murder. I can tell you that you, <laughs> there has to be there has to be some knowledge of what's going on. You will certainly uh, have to deal with the cops, and you will have to explain yourself. But if you stick to the look, man. He said he was making a deposit or a withdrawal or whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't know withdrawal meant he was going to use a gun. Yeah. If you stick to that story, you'll be okay. But you're gonna you're gonna have a long night. <laughs> I have to say I night. don't like these laws. I don't uh, I don't think they're very they're very fair. I mean they suggest that if you don't actually commit the act, how you're guilty of it. I mean that's like it's like the the rules. There's a there's a law I think here in New Hampshire and maybe in other places where if you are busted. Yeah, for for drugs, for instance, if you get caught with marijuana and somebody's there with you, they can also be arrested for not even having the marijuana, or it's just like being in the same room with the marijuana is a, apparently a crime. So it's that same sort of mentality where if you're nearby when a so-called crime is being committed, obviously in the case of murder, it's real. It's a real crime. Uh, but I'm talking about drugs being so-called. If you're in the the room, then you're a criminal? Now, wait a second. Do you think that politicians are criminals? Yes. Okay. A politician gives a man called a cop an order, and the cop carries it out. So the politician is not a criminal because he's just giving the orders to the cops. And I have to disagree. I think that a person giving orders and standing around and that kind of thing seems to me that they're involved. And yes. they should face the punishments that the person doing it. Now, I, I you know, know. I've got a tough line it, to draw. It's a tough line to draw, and I think that uh, one, you know, a, a legal mind would have to spend some time really thinking about it. But, uh, you know, from that standpoint, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're guilty. Thanks, Bill, for the call. More on the way. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll free to 800 259 9231. No victim, no crime. More on the way. Free Politicians, not criminals. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's Free Talk Live. 
And if you want to help support the program, we should tell you that the nominating period for the podcast awards is now open. And it will be continuing for the remainder of the month. So the next 10 days uh, is the time period you have to go to podcastawards.com and nominate Free Talk Live. I think we'd probably be best off, unfortunately, I think this category is unfortunate uh, that there's not a better category for us, but political probably would be the best category for Free Talk Live. There's no news it's or the one issues. We, it's the one we've won three years running. Yeah, so uh, we would need you to go and nominate Free Talk Live. If you haven't done so yet, go to podcastawards.com, scroll down a bit, and then put Free Talk Live in the political category as well as our URL to the podcast, and then submit that. And that would be much appreciated. That'll get us in the running, and then eventually we'll ask you to go and vote for the show when that time comes. So podcastawards.com, nominate Free Talk Live for the political category. Somebody suggested we nom- get nominated for the People's Choice category, but the problem with that is if we if we were nominated for the People's Choice and won it, then we would not be able to win anything the year following that. I think it'd be better to be able to say we've won a podcast award X amount of years yeah. in a row than to say, oh, well, we won the People's Choice Award back in 2008, but we couldn't try it in 2009. So That's just, just nominate us for the uh, political category, and that will be sufficient at podcastawards.com. Dex C20 is a natural appetite suppressant, enabling people to eat less and still feel, um, still feel full. Users report that they eat the same foods, they just eat less of them without feeling hungry. They also report feeling more energy without the jitters. Jitters, I've been taking Dex C20 all that's true. It's uh, working for me. You can get it at Walgreens, CVS, GNC, or at diet.freetalklive.com. That's diet.freetalklive.com. As we continue with your phone calls, Joe, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, I just wanted to talk to you and see what your standpoint uh, It's awkward that you brought up uh, marijuana and the use of it and everything there, but what, what do you think about medicinal marijuana? I think medicinal marijuana is a good first step on the path to total drug relegalization. I think that, uh, you know, I think that marijuana is a very, very good drug. It's pretty benign. It's pretty safe. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it myself. But I think that that's just we need to relegalize all drugs simply because the war on drugs is one of the greatest travesties that has ever afflicted this country. It has resulted in hundreds of thousands, actually over, I think it's now like 1.5 million Americans being put behind bars or actually being arrested on a yearly basis. And now about half of those numbers are marijuana arrests. So for the most part, it is a war on marijuana, but those other drug users are for the most part equally nonviolent as most marijuana users. So I'll go all the way and say uh, full relegalization of all drugs and getting rid of prescriptions and I don't mean getting rid of the drugs I mean getting rid of the prescription process and making it so every single drug is available over the counter to anybody that wants to go in and purchase it how do you feel about that uh well I, I think that there there may be a little bit of abuse to a, to an extent if you were to go and do that sure I, would. I personally think that uh, maybe we should go to a uh, how Amsterdam does, you know, just an organic law. What's an organic law? I'm not sure what that means. Just, uh, not, not necessarily that's not what it's called, but, you know, they basically frown upon drugs. They don't legalize them. I'm sorry, what was that? Go ahead again. Miles all the way to the end. But they uh, the- kind of look the other way when it comes to organic 
or organic drugs. Yeah, like, uh, again, I think that's a step in the right direction. But you mentioned that you think there there would be a problem, uh, some sort of an abuse problem. But we already have an abuse problem sure. today, and the abuse problem today is compounded by the fact that the drugs, the illegal or non-organic drugs like heroin, for instance, or crack cocaine or meth, uh, many of these har- very harmful, very dangerous, hard drugs are available in the black marketplace, and the people that have problems today. It, it's worse because not only do they have a problem, which is a personal issue, but their personal problem becomes a problem that we all have to deal with. Because when somebody needs another hit of crack cocaine in the current the current marketplace, they have to go and get it from the black market, which means the price is way, way higher than it would normally be. And since the prices are so in, incredibly expensive, these addicts have to go and do something to make that money. Whether it's hooking, whether it's, you know, again, turning tricks, or whether it's uh, going and robbing a convenience store, whether it's cutting the top on your, uh, as it happened to you, Mark, whether it's cutting the top right. on your vehicle and you know, going they, in. and they, they, cut, your... they cut the top of my BMW in order to get some money out of it. And it's old BMW. I'm not rich. Um, but, uh, you know, I, would, I like that a lot better than the idea of them coming, coming into my house and cutting my wife's throat so they can get our strong box. And the fact is, these drugs being illegal makes them a heck of a lot more expensive. You've never heard of anybody robbing somebody else in order to get money for cigarettes, and you've never heard of them robbing uh, people in order to get a fifth of whiskey. I mean, you know, these legal drugs... They're not too expensive for people to afford. So I know it sounds scary, Joe, when we talk about stuff like this, like, oh, my gosh, all these drug addicts are going to be running around everywhere. But the fact is they're already out there today, and we're in a higher level of danger because of the illegal status of those drugs. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, Actually, I was going to say, I would imagine if they were made legal, that a lot of people would kind of... uh, I guess maybe lose their luster or uh, appeal. It's true. It's called the forbidden fruit aspect. Uh, you know, it's like when you tell kids not to do something, they want to go off and do it, right? So you're absolutely yeah. right. In fact, you mentioned Amsterdam, and that's something that you can see reflected in the statistics from Amsterdam when you compare. And I understand to some extent comparing country to country is apples to oranges, but it's still interesting to look at. When you look at the Amsterdam uh, teenagers and whether or not they smoke marijuana, and you compare them to American teenagers, Far more American teens uh, are consuming marijuana here than they are in Amsterdam. You have to say, well, why is that? That's the exact reason you just suggested. It's lost its luster. It doesn't have the forbidden fruit aspect over in Amsterdam. And so it's just not as cool to smoke marijuana as it may be in a situation like we have here in the States where it's prohibited. Because then it's bad. Then you're doing something. You're breaking the rules. And, well, they're not breaking any rules in Amsterdam or in Toronto. Even though it's illegal in Toronto, where I just went on vacation recently, it's tolerated there. And people walk down the street, they light up a joint, and everything's okay. Society has not crumbled in upon itself. So I think we can get along uh, okay with these drug users. And, in fact, they'll be able to – the people that actually have real problems won't be afraid to go and get help. That's another factor. A lot of drug users are deathly afraid of going to a doctor or going to some sort of treatment center because they think they're going to get turned in. They think there's a chance they could be, uh, you know, arrested. They think that something could happen to them. Maybe it's paranoia. 
I don't know. Maybe in some places some bad things will happen to them. But in a uh, in a legal marketplace situation, they wouldn't have that that irrational fear that they might currently have today. So there's there's just reason after reason to re-legalize all drugs, and there's really no reason whatsoever to keep the war on drugs going, unless you're a cop who happens to be making his money uh, or his paycheck off or the war on drugs. Or unless you're a gangster who makes money from the inflated prices. Or unless you're a politician who's getting reelected based on supposedly being tough on crime. All of them. People yep. that we need to, you know, that, that, that suck off our money. Good call, Joe. Thanks for hear, uh, good hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231 as we continue and talk to Dave in Montana listening to KGEZ's. Uh, Dave, of course, always a man who has uh, something to say about marijuana legalization. Go ahead, Dave. I didn't call about that, but I want to say is the only reason why the drugs are illegal is because the government is corrupt. Because just like you said, you've got to be ignorant or you've got to be corrupt to know the truth about what's going on. And these guys in power prove they ain't ignorant because they, they're in positions of power. So that leaves them they're only corrupt. Yep. And they're making way too much money off of it. I'd say that's a fair uh, assertion. Go ahead, Dave. What were you and, talking uh, about tonight? I, I called because of uh, the great unconstitutional act of bailing these uh, companies out, right? And it leaves me to question with uh, interest. I'm sorry? Real important word right now, I think. And it's only really a thought, right? It's not really tangible, but yet it runs our country. And then if they have my money, they don't give me interest. But if I owe them money, I owe them interest. And then they're going to borrow money from us and then charge us interest in paying it back. That's like me you talking You're talking about banks or the government? The whole, the whole economic system, especially what's going on now, they're going to loan $85 billion to these guys from our future earnings or our great-grandkids or whatever. Yeah. Well, many banks do And then we've got to pay, pay it back with interest. But it's being borrowed from the well, people. This this this, this bailout is, is really socialism for the, the very it's very crazy. wealthy. It's yeah. crazy. It's a, it's extortion. It's it, total extortion. Yep. The it's whole, definitely the whole corporate welfare to the extreme. Dave, thanks for the call. Hour three is coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Businesses that make bad decisions should go out of business, and the Every government time. should not be stepping in the way. But then again, what can we do about it, right? We can always start an alternative currency and try that, but that didn't work too well for the Liberty Dollar. Hour three's on the way. It's free talk live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. anything we are launching into hour number three of the program you can dial toll free to 1-800-259-9231 SACL CAI toll free line it is Ian here with you and Mark and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com all the features are free so enjoy those on us again that is freetalklive.com uh, still to come, if we get a chance, the FEMA story and your calls, though, are primary, so we go straight to them. Always nice when people hold so patiently through the news. Let's talk first to John, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Hello, John. John, you're on the air. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? 
Uh, I actually wanted to disagree with you on one thing. Um, okay. About, well, I mean, I pretty much agree with you on almost everything, except for the way y'all bash law enforcement. But hey, now yeah. wait a minute. That's not fair. I think that uh, there's every good... time I say I talk about a cop, I talk about how many of them would throw themselves in front of bullets. What do you want me to I do? I love the bu- the guys. Shine your badge too. Law enforcement <laughs> against prohibition. I think those guys are fantastic. So there's some really good uh, law enforcement officers out there. Unfortunately, there's some really awful ones. But go ahead, sir. Yeah, I mean, and, and we get stereotyped. You know, those few bad ones make all of us look bad. Sort of like you know. Most people will stereotype radio talk show hosts as being fat and acne, pot faced people. But, you know, but I mean, and neither one of us are fat. What I want to disagree with you is uh, the, since cigarettes are legalized, it, uh, that it doesn't, you know, you don't have people getting robbed or people breaking into places and stealing cigarettes, which is actually kind of wrong. Well, they do. They do break the in and steal you cigarettes. When people break into gas stations, whatever, and the main thing they take is cigarettes. Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm sorry. I, I I said that no one's getting robbed for money to buy cigarettes. And yes, absolutely. When they break into gas stations, cigarettes are small. They're compact. They're worth four dollars with with all the government taxes yeah. on top of them. They're worth yeah, four or five dollars. I mean, government taxes and everything is still they're expensive. People are going to steal them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and they're and they're compact. Why wanted, that's that's why I wanted to disagree with you on because people do get robbed. People do actually get. And cigarettes, I've been to plenty of people, plenty of robberies. Okay, yeah, they got money got taken, but also so did their cigarettes. Yeah, I, under, I understand where you're coming. Well, I see what you're saying. They're taking the pack of cigarettes because they're robbing them, not they're robbing and, them for the pack but, of cigarettes. But some people are getting robbed for the cigarettes, too. Man. Most people get, I mean, you can't just sit here and totally say that people aren't getting robbed. I mean, people, cigarettes aren't causing people to get robbed. You know, I've never seen a news story. Um, and you, If you're in law enforcement, I don't know um, whether you are or not, but if you're in law enforcement, maybe you I have am. seen a situation where somebody has been robbed for cigarettes. And if so, I'd like to say that half of a pack of cigarettes' value is taxes, if you can call that value. That's true. Uh, I mean, and you, what, you might, what you might see is more activity like you're describing in places like New York, where the taxes are so ob- obtuse on a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, they get to seven bucks in New York. City. That it's you know that again if you steal enough of them you can take them out on the street sell them for fifty hey, cents a cigarette. I agree with you almost on everything. Even the you know I legalize all the drugs you want. People want to kill themselves by doing drugs, so be it. Right, because one so thing you will fun. agree, one thing you'll definitely agree on is if you made cigarettes illegal, you're going to compound that problem t- you know a, a hundredfold uh, as far well, as like, people getting hurt. My prohibition was back yeah. then. Yeah. So yep. if there's a little bit of crime today, it's nothing in comparison to what it would be if cigarettes were completely prohibited. And uh, then again, they are prohibited as far as teenagers but, are and, concerned. And I'd like, I'd like to say that if I'm going to have, um, if we're going to have cops, I want to have cops that believe in liberty and po- cops that believe that um, in the Second Amendment, cops that believe that I should be able to keep the things that I earn. I agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. But I just still, yeah, I, I, I agree with most everything. You know, I'm having my own little problem with my own property. You know, I got I got my county trying to come in here and try to rip down my fence. Bunch of thieves. To, to rip up, I mean, to bring up a manhole cover that's three feet underground. Yeah. And, yeah. But you know, they think they own your property. <laughs> yeah, even though you know, even though I signed the mortgage and then signed the seventy-five dollars, says that nobody can, has a right to take it from me.
Yep. Isn't it amazing? I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing Have from you. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. So, okay, there may be a little bit of crime surrounding cigarettes, and definitely in places like New York, where... Well, the more government so is valuable. involved in the cigarettes, the more problems there's going to be, because they're right. going to drive up the price and, and you're still, the value. You're, and you're going to have teenagers stealing cigarettes. They're going to go into a It's against the law store. to even grow your own tobacco plants um, in, your, you know, in your yard. So, I mean, if people really wanted to... You know, cut down the uh, cost yeah. of cigarettes. They couldn't do it because it's against the law. Sure, cigarettes may be legal, but states. they're still re- heavily regulated. So, what would it be like if we didn't have all those regulations on cigarettes? What would it be like if it, the taxes weren't there? As you say, fifty percent of a pack of cigarettes probably taxes in many places, if not more than that. Yeah, if cigarettes were just competing based on price and didn't have all those taxes involved, imagine. You know, I mean, you've got Marlboros or whatever that are uh, four fifty a pack. You've got the the premium um, ones that are like uh, the the American Spirit. With, that are organic and they're supposed to be less bad mm-hmm. for you and um, because they're, they don't have all the extra chemicals. I think those are even more than uh, the Marlboros are. But you also have the real cheapies at the low end. That, like sli- They sweep yeah. up the t- tobacco on the floor and they roll them into cigarettes. Uh, I believe one of them is called DTC. Uh, used to smoke them. Um, and <laughs> Damn <laughs> you know, cheap. Si- Wait, no. Never mind. <laughs> some, I, I don't know what it means. It's, I, um, but anyway, they, uh, they, you know, there's all different. If they were just competing based on price then it would it would drive the the price down of the even right. the expensive pack. And one of the reasons why those robberies are happening in the first place, let's trace it back. Why are the reasons that people uh what would some of the reasons be that someone would go and rob a convenience store and steal a bunch of cigarettes? Well, it's because you can you can sell cigarettes on the streets in many places for as much as a quarter to 50 cents each. And so that may be one way for somebody to raise a little bit of income to go buy a crack rock with later. So one of the main reasons why uh, stores are being robbed, period, whether they're stealing cigarettes or money out of the register or whatever, well, the, is likely to feed the register, drug habits. The money in the register is likely hidden. The cigarettes are bigger than yeah. dollar bills. You know, the, a pack of cigarettes is bigger than a $5 bill, which it takes to exchange and they're for valuable. it. So yeah. therefore, it's harder to... to Hide them. So re-legalize all drugs, and then the just the the amount of robberies period is going to drop dramatically. Violent crime literally will drop almost overnight if you re-legalize all drugs. But you got to do them all. You can't just do marijuana and expect the violent crime to go away. It's not the potheads that are out there uh, rolling people for their money. It's not slitting throats in the middle of knives yeah. of uh, in the middle of the night of innocent people. Let's talk to Bill, listening to WKBK in our very own Keen. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, how you doing? Hey, what's Good, on sir. your mind? Uh, not much. I just had a few comments and one question. Uh, I'm running for a state rep in Keene, New Hampshire. Oh, really? So I wanted to. Uh, one of the things I would like to see are the taxes lowered in New Hampshire for cigarettes and stuff like that. Great. Because we have lost a lot of revenue from all the other states um, when we raised our taxes twice in two years coming in from other states. Yeah, people coming in, people would come into New Hampshire to buy their cigarettes because they were cheaper here. That way they didn't have to pay the taxes of their state. Since we raised our prices, they're no longer motivated, and mm-hmm. they don't do it. Yeah, their savings aren't there anymore. But, um, I, you know, I always find it funny when I'm at the bar. Uh, I always kind of laugh to myself when I'm at the local bar. Um, and drinking and seeing everything around me and how drinking is so glamorized, and I enjoy going out for some drinks, but how all the other drugs are illegal, you know, where where drinking is, is this big thing, and they make it real fun, you know, but yeah. it's like the last legal drug, 
you know, sure. and I just think it's kind of ironic. They got the Bud Girls in the in the bar giving out uh, Bud prizes, but uh, for some reason or another, you know, uh, all the other drugs are bad. Yeah, a, a plant yeah. that grows naturally in the earth that springs flowers from it uh, is, is bad, bad news. Well, but, it's not a very pretty flower. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Some right. would disagree with you. Yeah, they just like how it affects them. So you say you're running for uh, for state representative in New Hampshire, and I'm curious. Yeah, yep. Are you someone who would be willing to sign the small government pledge? The small government pledge essentially says that you will vote small government every issue, every time, no excuses. Is that something you could do, something you could get behind, Bill? Well, I'm a Republican, so I'm definitely for uh, small government, for sure. Yeah, but talk Um, is cheap, so would you sign the pledge? I know, I know, absolutely. And, like, I really, during my my, uh, campaign, I've been getting surveys from every group, you know, to sign this pledge and that. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's really hard to really, I can't 100%, I can't honestly say 100% if, if, if it went against something that I truly believe would hurt. You know, New if Hampshire, it went against something, you you mean you would not, you would vote in favor of bigger government if you thought it'd be good for the state of New Hampshire? No, I I would not. I would not. So if you wouldn't vote in favor of bigger government, if you would vote for smaller government every issue every time, you could sign the small government pledge, and then uh, then I'd actually consider voting for you because I've got this bar that I've raised pretty high. I won't vote for anybody that won't sign that pledge. I recommend that you go to centerforsmallgovernment.com to learn more about it. You and anybody else that's considering running for office it really shows that you're willing to take a step that most politicians are deathly afraid of, whether they call themselves Republicans or Democrats, and I right. encourage you to What's do your that. last name? Chafee. Thank Chafee. you. We'll look out for you, Bill. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. More on the way. You can take control. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and they include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. That's all you have to do. There's no jumping through hoops. You don't have to join. No membership fees or anything like that. Click, and they're yours at freetalklive.com. The world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show is October 10th, 11th, and 12th, all happening at Knob Creek Gun Range. It's fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. This ain't your average gun show. No, if you're in Bowling Green, Kentucky, this is the place to be. Uh, is it in Bowling Green? Well, it's 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 in Kentucky, and and Bowling Green is probably our closest station yeah, to I was Knob say, Creek. We're on KCT tonight. Yep. Uh, so uh, Knob Creek. It's KnobCreekRange.com? K-N-O-B, CreekRange.com. By the way, it opens at 9 a.m., $10 per person. That's that's as cheap as any other gun show, by the way. Yep. Like, and uh, October 10th, 11th, and 12th. Correct. KnobCreekRange.com. Be there, or you are just not extreme enough, because <laughs> that is the extreme. By the way, the owner of the gun range has really pointed, um, he's been ple- making, making a plea to the listeners that this could be the last year for the Knob Creek uh, gun show. Yeah, they've, uh, well, they've, they've had some, they had some trouble. Um, the they last one, yeah, they got flooded out, and, uh, you know, this one could uh, make the difference if it's, uh, if, it, if it's another, you know, bu- 
bummer for some reason or another, yeah. this could be it. So if it's at all possible, definitely get out there, uh, knobcreekrange.com. You know, they shoot diesel, they, uh, five 55-gallon barrels, uh, metal barrels full of diesel fuel with tracer rounds and yeah. uh, incendiary rounds. It's got to be incredible. Just yeah, to watch I, that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay to actually shoot in that because, man, I I can't imagine what it costs to actually hold the trigger down on an automatic gun. Like I've that. never fired a uh, machine gun, but it sounds like it'd be fun but just I, to be there. Yeah, I sure would love to watch that. I think that'd be an absolute blast. Uh, and it, I guess yes, literally, there'd be several blasts. Anyway, uh, let's continue with your calls and talk to Eli, listening to KMED in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live, Eli. Um, I'm sure cigarettes are important, but right now uh, the big uh, banks and financial companies are totally looting our treasury yep. and sending this country hugely into debt. And they're the very ones that set this up with all these uh, derivatives they were floating. Well, I don't know if they're going to spend the country into debt because probably what will happen is they'll just print the money out. The Federal Reserve will probably well, well, just... The, the country's already bankrupt. I mean, right, you know, what, right. I don't know about uh, spending us further into debt. It's just they're just stealing they'll the money. They'll steal. Your, they're, yeah. Basically, yeah, that's what they're doing. I mean, when, when the Federal Reserve prints money, it's inflating the money supply, and inflation is the most insidious... Uh, the most invisible form of taxation. So essentially, when these banks are getting bailed out, it's inflating the money supply of the uh, the economy and stealing money right out of your bank account without even you being able to tell that it's happening. That's well, what's not going only on. that, but they're making us um, liable for their bad debt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what we need to do now is call Congress, tell them to stop the bailouts, to get the derivatives out of the market and to back uh, the corporations that are actually producing something rather than to back these financial corporations, which are the ones that are looting the Treasury. So you're suggesting stealing from Americans and giving to companies that produce something? No, I'm saying that right now what they're doing with this 10-day holiday uh, financial, they're opening up the financial markets to raid the um, other companies that are not protected by this 10-day freeze um, that actually produce things that will actually bring our economy deeper into uh, chaos. And so we need to call our congressmen and tell them to stop the bailout. I agree with that. I, I totally Take agree. The, derivatives the bailout's out of the a, bunch of, a bunch of theft. I, however, I think that a free person should be able to trade in derivatives if that's what they choose to do. And if an, an organization in a free uh, country should be able to trade in derivatives. However, um, the problem is that the government's involved in money or banking at all. Uh, you know, oh, Andrew yeah. Jackson that worked very problem. hard to return the, uh, the, the system to a gold standard. And what they do? Well, within... Uh, a few decades, they were back off the gold standard, and we're off of it again. You can't trust these thieves with money. No. The, the fact is, the government shouldn't be in money at all, and uh, free people should be able to trade in whatever they want, whether it's gold or silver yeah. or uh, slips of paper that say, I'll give you gold and IOUs for gold and silver, or bananas or whatever. But the government shouldn't be involved in this at all. And they're, it, they're, they're thieves. Asking them to get, keep their hands out of your pockets is it's just not ever going to help. Yeah, I I'm not going to tell you not to make that phone call. I've, but I've I'm sent not letters bother. to my congressman already. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, emails. They don't care. And besides, the fact is, even if they did stop stop the bailouts, if you don't shut down the Federal Reserve, you aren't going to the root of the problem. And as long right. as the Federal Reserve exists, there will be more bailouts in the future, and there will be more as militarism. As long as Congress exists, they'll put a new Federal Reserve in place. Yeah, that's true. Let's just secede. How about that? How do you feel about that, Eli? Um, I think that right now this crisis is so outrageous that there are a number of people 
uh, in the establishment who are saying, you know, this has really gone out of hand. And if they get the political will of the people, they could stand up to the Fed at this point in those federal I mean, those uh, financial institutions, but they really need political will. Well, now, wait a minute. Let's, let's, I don't want to be too critiquing here of your position, but let's go back to 2006. The will of the people, if you could possibly discern the will of the people from voting, which you really can't, but let's just try for a moment. Uh, it seemed like there were a lot of people that voted for Democrats in 2006, and presumably the reason was because they were tired of the war in Iraq and they wanted something to change. Then the Democrats got elected into office, and did they do anything about that? Not a damn, yeah, not a damn thing. Yeah, they took impeachment off the table and voted for the war. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is, as the crisis gets to a certain point, there's people in the establishment who've been playing along and getting their grease and what and whatnot, who are starting to sit up and take notice and say, you know, this is really too far. I don't want to have to cross over this line into fascism. Uh, but they need the political backing to stand up to these people. You know, it's, I just I, I don't hold out a lot of hope for you. You know, when they um, when they I talked know. about the in, in France, when I they appreciate talked, his optimism. Wait, hold on, when they talked about in France about how uh, they were going to, you know, do away with certain workers' rights so that uh, you know keep people that just entered the workplace wouldn't have the right to never be fired for the first three years. They'd have to be like a probationary period, and then they could never be fired. You know, these re- really ridiculous rules that mm-hmm. they were going to that uh, um, Sarkozy was going to eliminate. They rioted in the streets. They set cars on fire. They flipped them over. They threw rocks through windows. They had a fit. These were white people doing this. I mean, you know, I mean, not to say, you, you know what I mean. That, no, these I know are what you civilized mean, and, and Western people you, but I don't in America. You're up. never gonna get. You're never gonna get these the, the 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 respectables, as it were, off their butts, no matter what color they are. I mean, if if you so see you a Rodney King situation, up? no, they'll, they'll freak out. I, I say you, you move to up. New Hampshire and we secede. If you love liberty. If you don't love liberty, stay out of New Hampshire. But uh, I think that the federal—I think that the federal government should be given up on. Yes, I think that uh, you should stop paying taxes to the federal government. You should stop obeying the federal government. And uh, absolutely, if you can possibly secede where you are, go for that. If you love liberty and want to allow your neighbors to be free and not aggress against your neighbors, then definitely look into the Free State Project and get here to New Hampshire and get active because we can make a difference if we get together. I thank you, Eli, for the call. You know, I sounded like a bigot when I said that white thing. Yes, and- you, you really. I've been sounding like a bigot. You know, I, I meant to say, uh, you, know, you know, that uh, there were some riots with Muslims, and I wanted to make sure that it wasn't confused with that situation, that these were, you know, young, middle-class kids having a fit over not having socialism. You know, that's what happens when, you, when you're in a socialist system. They get spoiled, and they don't want their bennies taken from them. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Toll free, number for you, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list. In fact, earlier this week, I sent out an update announcing our auction. You can go to auction.freetalklive.com, place a bid on, I believe, the second banner on the website. You'll get it for an entire month if you're the winner. 
and it's oh, I didn't oh man what was it the last time I looked like twelve or twenty bucks or something like that so pretty cheap at the moment still a few days left in the auction so go to auction.freetalklive.com place your bid travel less meet online try Webex for free go to webex.com enter promo code six hundred to start your free trial of Webex today that's w e b e x dot com enter promo code six hundred start your free trial of Webex correction the auction is up to thirty six bucks and there's a few days left so. Uh, auction.freetalklive.com. We go back to your calls about anything you want to talk about. It's Ralph listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Ralph, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you, how you guys doing there? Just super, Ralph. What's on your mind? Well, i kind of been all over the place, you know, mainly New York, but yeah, I've been like I'm in Atlanta and, and everything else. But uh, you were talking about earlier... Uh, uh, spending in, uh, like nine years in a federal pen? No, I wasn't in a federal pen. I was in a state penitentiary in Florida. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it's part of my job. I have to go into this state pen. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd rather not even say what state it's in, but, uh, you know, you, you go in there and you're kind of like on guard all the time. You know, we're all worried about, you know, whether they're going to jump you or whatever. Sure. I'm not. Threatening place. And, uh, well, the thing is, you know, I've made, like, friends out of these guys now. And uh, it's it's really kind of strange because they're, like, really polite. And, and you know, yes, sir, and, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, come to find out from the guys that, you know, are, are the guards and so forth that work in there that... Uh, like ninety percent of them are nonviolent drug offenders mm. and people who didn't pay the child support. Mm. Yep, that sounds about right. Well, well I, I wouldn't but, say that that's know, true for every prison. But no, I'm sure. But you know, what are these guys doing in jail? They're not a threat to anybody. It's a good question. The answer, I think, has to do with the government wanting to increase its scope. Government wanting to increase its size. Every government bureaucrat wants to increase the amount of bureaucrats that are underneath them, increase the size of their program's budget, and jail bureaucrats are no different. So, uh, essentially what you have is the bureaucrats that work in the jail industry, if you can call it that, want more warm bodies in their jails so they can get more funding for their jails. It's just this sort of natural process or unnatural process of what government does, and government gets bigger. And so one of the best, most uh, effective ways to fill jail cells full of warm bodies is to make it so uh, plants and other inanimate objects are illegal and then round up all those uh, poor guys that end up getting caught for having those inanimate objects and plants in their possession, put them in those uh, jail cells, and then suck the life right out of them. And as a result, you'll get more money for your government program. I think that's the number one motivator is that they just want more warm bodies in their prisons. It's sick, yeah, isn't it? That's, that's not right. No, it certainly is. People are not dangerous. They didn't do anything to anybody. I'm with you, man. I thank you for and the how call. Can, yeah. how, how oh, can you sorry? pay your child support? How can you pay your child support if you're locked up in jail? <laughs> Another fine, fine question. I don't think they care. The government doesn't really care about whether or not you pay child support. What they care about is their budget. That's what they care about. They care about building more prisons. You fill up one prison. Don't think about letting any of the pot smokers out or the, you know, as you say, the people that didn't pay their child support on time. Let's let a few murderers out while we wait for a new prison to be built because that's the way things work. It's crazy. The entire system is just madness, and I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is 
It is so frustrating when you see this stuff happening, when you see the numbers, as I, I mentioned earlier, 1.5 million Americans last year arrested for drug possession, most of them for drug possession. There's a few in there for selling the drugs, but again, that's another consensual, nonviolent act. There is no victim. If you have no victim, there is no crime. But in the, the realm of government, they create crimes where there was no crime to begin with. I mean, before you know it, we're going to have people arrested and in jail for uh, computer piracy. Oh, wait, that's already happening. So before you know it, you're going to be when in... When you use co- the term computer piracy, what you really mean is sharing. sharing. Thank you. F- sharing things sharing. with your friends that you you're, own. Thank you for correcting me on that, uh, because you're absolutely right. But they, they have started putting people in jail for that. So how long is it going to be before uh, Ralph is going to his job at the prison, whatever it is he does there... How long is it going to be before he starts finding, you know, these computer hackers sitting in there? And not, not even hackers. I mean, file sharers aren't hackers. They're just uh, file sharers. What are you in for? Oh, I was running Napster. Or I guess Napster's old at this point. Kazaa. Is Kazaa too old? I don't even I don't know. know. BitTorrent. R- uh, running BitTorrent without a government license. You know, we're not that far away from that. I turn on the radio, I listen to that music, that's fine with me. Yeah. Well, anyway, 800-259-9231. And what can be done to change it? Should we take Eli's suggestion earlier and call our representatives, so-called, and beg them to do something different? Yeah, you, well, I mean, you know, you want to do that. Well, who are they going to listen to? You want it to, to work. Are they going to listen to you, or are they going to listen Rich, to... Rich, powerful the, lobbyists. The lobbyists are the union representatives, the union of uh, jail guards, for instance. Certainly, they, they're certainly more powerful than you are. If we get all these nonviolent drug offenders out of prison, we're going to have to put all these jail guards out of work. And what about the DEA? They're going to not have jobs either. And these they've, been people... using the, they've been using the jail program to take a lot of people off welfare, you know? They're giving them these uh, relatively easy jobs, and uh, that way they don't have to... They, they can give them, they can give them uh, state money without them just sitting around for it. So, oh, should we also mention that the United States has the most, as far as percentage per capita population, the most people in behind bars than any other developed country in the entire world? Well, you've misstated, actually. They have more people in prison than any country in the world. It's not per capita. Isn't it? Both, isn't it? Well, of course, in it's prison both. and per capita. But I mean, you you look at countries like China. Like China. We still have more people in prison than China. China has a lot more people. And they have people. triple the population. Is it is it just triple? I think they've got more than that. Well, there. maybe quadruple, but that's yeah. about as far as you can go with it. Yeah. So, uh, what do you have to say to that? How I mean, how sad and pathetic is that? That in the so-called land of the free, there are more people in prison than China. Really, you could just leave it there. Let's go on with your calls and talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee, on the amp line. Hello, Gene. Hello, actually. I was going to talk about tainted milk in China. But first, I want you to visualize this T-shirt that I'm wearing. And I brought it back from the Reno National Championship Air Races. It's just a white T-shirt, and it says Reno. And then underneath is a speed limit sign, and it says speed limit, 500 miles per hour. Nice. So, uh, I like cool. that T-shirt. All right, go uh, ahead with the China story. Uh, the the, the uh, difference between the, the cult members in China and the cult members in the United States. Of course, by cult members, I'm always referring to those people who believe in the fiction called government. Yes, sir. But the cult members in China actually have arrested uh, the head of the uh, so-called, you know, the equivalent of their FDA over there within the region where this tainted milk has come from. Hmm. And the tainted milk is actually, the reason it was tainted was because of the farmers were loading the milk up with some garbage in order to, you know, increase the protein level. Mm-hmm. And that's why they have the tainted milk. So even though it was the farmers that did it, 
the cult members in China actually took a high government official and locked him up for it, and they're going to be putting him on trial. Now, there's two other high government officials, mayors over two of the uh, fictitious areas in question, that are also uh, under investigation. They haven't yet been arrested, but uh, they're likely to be arrested, too. Now, are you pointing so, this out because it's so unusual as far as that stuff never happens in, in the United States? Usually they just get a slap yes. on the hand, maybe get fired, and that's about it? It it literally never happens in the United States, but right. it always happens I wish, in China. I, I mean, wish that if, if we, we had some kind of punishment clause in the Constitution for anybody who stepped out of bounds, it was found unconstitutional that they, you know, they hang the politician for subverting our uh, our rights. As far as I'm concerned, that it, it should be a greater punishment than what we would re- receive. These are the these right. are these are the people that would leave. Doesn't work that way though. Thanks, Gene, for the call. Good points. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Instead, the government people, whether they the politicians or just the lowly bureaucrats. They get lesser punishments, if they even get punished at all, for whatever it is that they're doing. In many cases, uh, cops have gotten away with murder. You have to molest a kid to get in trouble as a government person. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. If you dial now, we'll do our best to sneak you in in these remaining moments of the show. Live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free on our website, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show... And you want to help support Free Talk Live, we ask that you become an amplifier. You can do it for as little as three bucks a month. It's a great way to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and generally spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board and get access to the perks like the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your calls. Daryl, listening to KGEZ in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Daryl. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, sir? Well, I was just curious. What is your definition of this free trade? And how does or that, and what you talk about all the time? How do, how do you look at that? Free trade is uh, no restrictions on trade. You don't need 700 pages uh, outlining what uh, free trade is. Free trade is uh, the ability of the people to trade freely. Okay, now does that also include all foreign countries that want to trade with us? Foreign countries don't have anything. Businesses in foreign countries might want to trade. Uh, foreign countries are no- other entities like ours that uh, you know would would get involved. They're gangsters that would get, get in, in the, the way. way. And if if I wish to trade with someone in a foreign country and I have to deal with a, a set of gangsters or two sets of gangsters, I guess that's my business if I wish to do that. However, I think it's wrong that those gangsters get in the middle. Okay, well, do you think it's wrong that the federal government has made it so that we're part of the World Trade Organization and they're writing all these various treaties with these other countries? I haven't where... read all of the treaties, and they're, they're, they're tomes. These things are humongous. But I'm of the opinion that you don't need pages upon pages upon pages of rules to make free trade. Right, you need the absence of the government. Right, I think that what those are is people trying to make what they call fair trade, and I don't think that fair, fair, there's no definition of fair. Fair is a lie that somebody told you. Um, So, you know, free people should be free to make decisions, and our government should not be involved in any way, shape, or form. Then other governments are going to say, hey, you know, those people in America are making a lot of money because their government's not involved. And well, some of them will back off a little, be, too. 
do you think there should be restrictions and requirements for four products that are sent here as far as, you know, their their value is as far as like food or non-tainted products? Yes, um, but I don't think that? they should... To answer your question, yes, there should be restrictions, but they should not be governmental restrictions. They should be market-based restrictions in that, for instance, if you're running a grocery store, you want to make sure you're putting the best quality food uh, stuffs on the shelves for people to purchase. So you want to make sure that your vendors, if you're getting them, um, whether you're getting them from across town or from overseas, you want to make sure they're vetted. You want to make sure that the products are safe. It's in your best interest as a business person to make sure those things are, are, yes, are safe. Yes, that's true, but now we have the government interfering with that. And, and, and involving us in, in Codex Alimentarius and things that are going to restrict and basically make fluoride, you know, a nutrient, and take vitamin C and turn that into a toxin. This sure, is, and you know, that, you. you're and talking about the UN here, and it's just a larger group of gangsters. I feel well, I they're, understand that. they're less that, legitimate. That, and that's fine, but what are you going to do about it? You know, sitting there and saying you they're have to secede. There has to be some. There has Secession, to be some my friend. Structure. I mean, even a whorehouse has rules. Well, I, I totally agree that whorehouses should be allowed to have rules. However, I don't see, um, you know, I mean, claiming that you want a certain structure is no different than claiming that you don't want the structure on free trade. There's really well, no can. difference. That's all, you're arguing, arguing a double, double negative. So, what? anyways, have a great weekend. Wait, uh, what's Thanks. that? Come back. Wait. Oh, we're not done with the conversation. Okay. okay. Bye. What um, was the double did, negative? What's I, he talking about? Um, I, I, no, there ain't. I don't know what uh, what he's talking about. If you're saying that, uh, you know, arguing for some version of fair trade, you're just arguing for the words in the paper. I say we shouldn't have the paper. I don't think that that is any more or less um, futile than, you know, the other situation. Yeah, What's I the agree difference? with him on the, uh, the Codex Alimentarius. It's just more regulations, more restrictions, yep. more controls by the government. They're there is no need whatsoever for any government strictures at all on trading. You get to dis- you should be able to decide for yourself as a business owner who to do business with around the world. You get to decide what products to put on your shelf, where they come from, what quality standards you're going to accept. For instance, Walmart and uh, Target and all the other major retailers out there have a certain level of quality and one of those are the, the standards for their vendors. And one of those standards is the US logo is a great example of the marketplace self-regulating itself and controlling itself without the use without the the need or uh, or the the interference of the government whatsoever the uh, Walmart buyer who's looking at a brand new toaster that Black & Decker is trying to sell them is going to make sure that Black & Decker has taken that toaster through an appropriate process to make sure it's safe. They're not going to just take it in on Black & Decker's name. They're going to double check. They're going to see that it's UL listed. They trust that UL knows how to vet products, and so they'll sell that product. But if, you know, some China brand comes over and is offering uh, Ching Chong toaster, and it hasn't been vetted by UL or it hasn't been vetted by ETL, one of these one of the two major uh, vetting companies out there that actually checks these products for safety, then they're not going to let that toaster on their shelves. You know, there's there's all kinds of private uh, you know brands out there that that propose to tell you what's good and what's bad. Mister Goodrich um, is a uh, is a good uh, mm-hmm. example of you know automotive uh, repair guys. You know, some guys have it, some guys don't. I I think some people look for it, some people don't. But you know, if it's a good label. Then there he goes. I, I believe uh, 
uh, Zagat's rates restaurants. Mm-hmm. No, these aren't government controls, people. J.D. Power? The, the government doesn't get involved in these organizations. These are private entities rating things on their own. Consumer yeah. Reports is probably the single best uh, example, and they make a, a drug book which uh, you know tells you the effects of all the prescription drugs. Lady listeners come first. We go to Chris listening in Montana to KGEZ. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi, Chris. You know, this Codex Alimentarius thing I heard, it's really frightening. Yeah. December 31st, 2009, we have to be in compliance with it. Well, I don't have to well, be in I compliance the, with uh, I thought the date had I passed know. once already. I thought we had passed that date once already, and now that they're I trying to come so up with another too. one. And I'm hearing more and more that it's, it's just right around the corner that, that well, our nutrients will be toxins and our food will be Toxic. I, you know, our government has to get uh, has to get in line with this, and they're just not doing anything with it. I mean, it may be a UN rule, but mm-hmm. it could be a UN rule, and we just never follow it. I sincerely hope our government does not get on board with this because I didn't Boy, vote. So do I, because once you're involved with it, it's. Oh, you yeah. can't get out You're of it. You're screwed, yeah. I, I didn't vote for Boutros, Boutros, Gali, or whomever it is that's running the uh, the UN these days. And I don't feel that we have any obligation as American citizens to follow what they say. No, they're not. And I'm my, not. I agree. We withdrew our consent here in Montana. Me too. I've withdrawn <laughs> my consent as well. And I thank you, Chris, and for the call tonight. To We're short on time, unfortunately. I've got to continue here and go to David listening to WKBK in Keene. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Hi. Um... I was just thinking, if you said you're against free trade, is that what you said? No, no, for free trade. Sorry that we didn't make it clear. Uh, Free trade, we were defining what free trade is, the real free trade, and that is the absence of governmental uh, strictures, the absence of regulations, the absence of rules and restrictions. That's free trade, and I'm fully in favor of your ability to trade with whoever you damn well want to. Because I was just thinking, because I buy and sell stuff on eBay all the time and all over the world, and... uh, I don't know. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think that you should have to ask anybody's permission to buy or and pay sell. anybody to um, any you know state organization yep. in order to do to do that. Absolutely. Hey. I thank you, sir. We're short on time. Got to get quickly to Tim in Wisconsin, who's been waiting patiently. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, because of how too how uh, too bad I I thought this stuff was that that the uh, caller you know before the last break was you know talking to you too about happening. Um, that's that's where I hope both hope and pray that the also one of the things that makes the difference is that I've also been doing is um, I, I told the police and, and a sheriff in Nakusa, Wisconsin, you know, gave them you know a good word about you know uh, how I, I appreciate them for uh, the way I see them, you know, um, be decent with, with the people um, and and stuff. And 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 then, then um, earlier tonight, I, I also gave a, a, a police officer. In Wisconsin, Rapids, Wisconsin, here a, a good word like that, and, and uh, you know, seeing that they must uh, go by the Constitution and, and stuff, and 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 just just as they pre- appreciate that in the Coosa, Wisconsin, he, he also the officer in, in Wisconsin, Rapids, Wisconsin, here also appreciate that, and. Um, it's a little hard to understand yeah. you, Tim. I appreciate the call tonight. Sounds like he was telling the police officers that he appreciates the things that they do. Sure, you've got to positively uh, reinforce when you, you know, rather than just entirely negative reinforcing. Um, all you're going to do is build bad will if you do negative reinforcement. Positive reinforcement works. I think it's important to talk about or to to discuss the issue of when you're communicating with bureaucrats to be polite. We've just we talked about this earlier this week. Uh, these are human beings, even though sometimes it feels like they're being inhumane. 
uh, they are human beings, and we need to remember that when we're talking with them and dealing with them and letting them know that, you know, we're humans too, and it's wrong to hurt us, so let's try to get along together on a consensual, voluntary basis instead of all the threats that government normally likes to throw around. We'll see you Monday night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.